Hey everyone, James Tribbett here, and today we're going to be talking about stocks on the Smarter Business Force. And the way that this relates to business is because all of you who are in a workplace or in your own business should be investing in some way, shape, or form. And if you aren't, I encourage you to uh, do so. And if you wait until the end of today's episode, I will give you a little bit of tips. I can't give you advice, but I can give you tips on how to get started in your investing. Uh, but for those of you that maybe are keeping up with the stock market and paying attention to what's going on, you might realize that the stock market has been dropping in the last, uh, I would say, couple days, last few days. And uh, it's been slowly doing this over the last week or so. And my uh, one group of stocks that has 9000 in it dropped from $9,800 down to 90, not, or sorry, yeah, 9800 down to $9,034. So that's just an example of how, you know, quickly things can happen. That happened in about a week or less. So if somebody has like $9 million in their investments, they could easily see a like $300,000 or an $800,000 drop in their investments. And this can be a pretty scary thing. So we're gonna talk about um, why people might be selling now and why that's a mistake and how uh, you don't wanna sell, that you actually wanna stay and now should be the time that you decide you're gonna buy in the market instead of deciding that you're gonna sell and that that's actually the better choice because, and how we should look at the this drop in the market as, as like almost how you would merchandise going on sale in a store. You know, when you see a sale that says 50% off, then, or you know, a closeout sale, then you're gonna go to that place and you're going to um, want to buy from there because you know that you're going to get it a good deal. Well, stock market almost always, well, it doesn't almost, it does always throughout history has always gone up no matter what through long periods of time and has never dropped like over the course of several years down consistently. It has always gone up. So with that said, uh, the stock market is not always is not ever going to be really truly on sale in a predictable way but it'll always rise in a predictable way so we're going to talk about first how you can um, use this time where it's dropping to invest extra money and instead of selling and we're going to talk about the 2008 crash or the 2007 going into 2008 crash, what kind of mistakes people made back then. And um, so I guess the five points of today will be uh, why people want to sell, um, why that's a bad idea, what happened in 2007 and why people quote unquote lost so much money. And then we'll close with why you should stay and, or why you should buy or how you should buy and what that does and why you should do it and why that's a good idea. So uh, stay tuned till the end and I think this is going to be a very educational um, type of uh, podcast for all of you and no matter where you're at because so many experts out there today you know, want to jump the gun and tell us 
uh, to Cell Lake happened in 2007, which we'll talk about later. But in reality, there you can get so much more out of it and really get a jump start on your investments or a boost in it rather than uh, taking a hit. So stay tuned and we'll be back in just a second. All right, so let's jump right in talking about uh, why people at this point are thinking about selling and why you shouldn't. And uh, just I want it noted that I am not an expert in this field. I am in no way an advisor for this stuff, uh, but I have done tons and tons and tons of research. I'm talking hours of research um, and not just four or five like 20, 40, 50 hours of solid research on this over time, probably more than that. Uh, I've just spent a good portion of my free time studying this for myself so that I knew uh, when to buy, when to sell, what to buy, what to sell, um, and how to manage my allocations, how to you know, manage my diversification, and there's a lot of big terms like that that we're going to keep out of this and I'm going to try to simplify for you guys. So uh, there are terms that I don't even know exactly uh, like bear market and bull market. And basically what I'm going to say is sometimes markets are up and sometimes markets are down. And right now we have a dip in the market and we don't know yet, at least as of today, whether that's going to continue down or if it's going to continue up. But a lot of times what um, experts call a correction in the market will last a couple months. So, for instance, today I told my wife, I said, um, hey, the stock market is dipping right now. And I said, so that means that we should be buying uh, in, over the next couple months and probably putting in actually a little extra of our uh, money into, so like we've been doing 15% of our income well, maybe we'll do 20 and make sure that we put in a little extra into our investments uh, while the market is lower or while it's declining. And then we'll continue to invest steadily while this market declines, no matter how long it decides to decline. Um, but why do people, we'll talk about why we're going to do that in a minute. Um, well, actually, after the tech wreck of the day, but let's talk first about why people would want to sell. Because if I'm buying, why am I doing that? But why am I, when I look up online, they're talking about people selling. Should I sell? You know, if, if I'm in your shoes, you might be asking yourself that. Should, should I sell my stock? Should I stop investing? Uh, and the reason that people do is they get scared. Fear is the number one reason if not the only reason uh, that people sell their stocks during a market dip. It's not the only reason people sell their stocks in general because there's plenty of reasons why you could. And one, the biggest one is to get your money back or to move it or you know, just because of other reasons that I can't think of. But for the most part, during a dip, the only good, or not even good, the only reason people think about selling is they're like, well, if the market's going to continue to plummet, I'm going to sell now 
so that I can cut my losses. Or which which again is a fear. It comes out of a fear of losing your money. Because if they weren't worried about losing their money, they wouldn't think there would be quote unquote losses. And the reason this is a bad thing is because when people sell, they lose money. So if you if the stock market drops by 30% and you sell, you have lost 30% of your money that you had in there before it dropped. But if instead you buy, you get that on sale for 30% off. So that's kind of what I want you to think about. But we're going to talk a little more. I'm trying not to get off track here. I'm going a little bit back and forth. So one of the logical reasons you might hear to sell, um, like we talked about before, is to get your money out before the market tanks and to turn it into cash so that you can use it later. Um, now, some really proactive people uh, who can move their money around quickly may try to do that by selling, waiting for the market to get it to its bottom, and then buying it again. But what happens if you sell all of your money at a loss and then it rises by, so let's just say that you had $9 million um, and, or 9.8 million and you lose $0.8 million and then you sell. And then the next day, the market rises um, it actually doubles and goes past where it was before. So you tried to predict the dip in the market and sell in order to get it lower, and then the prices went up. So not only did you lose by selling, but now you're gonna buy at a higher rate, which means you're gonna lose even more money because now your, your you know, however many shares you have is less than you would have had if you left your money in there. So you technically lost even more. So this is one reason why you don't want to sell because it's just not a good idea to try to play to time the market or cut your losses. But instead, um, what a really simple tactic is, is to when the market goes on sale, and I'm trying to remember what I said my points are gonna be during this podcast. We're gonna just kind of talk here and be real and just flow with this and not worry about the points so much. Um, but basically, what happens is the market drops. So um, if, I guess what we'll do is in the next segment, we're gonna talk about uh, the 2007 crash. But yeah, so if the, if the market drops and you leave your money in there, what happens is, is you're able to uh, buy at a discounted rate. So right now, if I buy, it's actually a couple of my stocks are lower than they were when I originally bought them. And they were up quite a bit. They were up about 10%. Uh, and that was only over three months. But now they're, they're down by about 5%. So if I were to sell right now, I would lose 5% of my money that I originally invested. But if I wait and instead I buy at a 5% discount, when it goes back up, 
I'm going to have earned instantly 5% on my money technically if you if you think of it that way and because I bought it at a 5% discount and now not only do I get to sell it for more than what I bought it at but I also uh, am selling it for more than what my original investment was be or what my original investment was worth because I bought it at a cheaper rate than what I originally bought it so the the best way I've heard it is like I I said it before is that if you're in a a store and they have a liquidation sale or they're going out of business or you know it's just really it could be a really bad situation but it's to your advantage because they're going to have things on sale they're going to be trying to sell out and liquidate their inventory because um they they need to get rid of it all. Now in the stock market it works a little different because instead of people needing to get rid of it all, uh, the reason it drops is because more and more people start to sell and the stocks just start to drop and drop and it causes this chain reaction and that's what happened in 2007 when the housing market uh, blew up which or collapsed, I guess you should say. But we're going to explain what that's called when the market collapses like that. And I'm not an expert on why that happened, but we're going to talk about um, how to not lose your money in an extreme situation like that. And that's a good place to show you an example of how this works. All right, so like I said, I'm not an expert at why this stuff happens, but I do consider myself pretty knowledgeable, very knowledgeable in how to prepare for it and what to do during a market drop. So for instance, I had mentioned before that when uh, I noticed that the all my investments were dropping and the I looked it up and the market for sure you know had dropped and it was affecting the whole world and I was like, oh, okay, so there's a dip in the market. Well instead of having fear, I actually felt kind of excited because I should be. And the reason for that is I've been expecting this. I've been expecting the market to drop at some point because the market has been going up and up and up uh, ever since 2009. It's just been rising. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually ballooned, what they call a balloon. It's ballooned past, meaning that the market has risen and they they kind of picture the market as a balloon or a bubble it's supposed to be a visual term and you know this bubble has actually increased in size greater than it was before the 2007/8 crash and so the a lot of experts have been predicting that there's going to be either another crash hopefully not as bad or uh either what they call a market regulation where the market basically corrects itself and it, so it drops down so that it can kind of start its trend back up when it gets too high though it, it they call it a correction i guess because it drops and it's like it's it knows it's not supposed to be that high so it corrects itself you know obviously it's not a thinking living breathing thing um but it's it they call it a correction because it appears to be something that it it does on a regular basis so when the market's going up there's always always these down 
downward punches or dips in the market. And so you you should be expecting that on a in cycles of even as short as a month that it goes up 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 down up 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 down up 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 down so it's kind of like three steps forward one step back well when these steps back happen it's it would be awesome to have cash reserves aside that you can invest in which i just invested ours in i didn't have i don't have any cash reserves right now um but i think that when we invest extra over these next couple months while the market's down, we're just going to put money into what we already have so that I don't have to have huge chunks in order to buy new stuff because I have to save up at least $3,000 every time I want to buy uh, a new type of stock. But I can put as little as I want in my existing ones. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to save up money and just buy um, you know, the stocks or buy into the stocks that I already have while they're dropping, no matter how far down they drop, I'm just going to keep buying and buying and buying. All right, so some of you out there probably aren't even set up to do this, though. So you're like, how, how in the world am I supposed to afford to invest during this period? Well, if you have a 401k and you're currently employed on an employer, um, who has that option or has other investment types, I recommend that you invest in mutual funds if you have very little knowledge of what you're doing. This is what I do, and it's going to be the only thing that I really do besides maybe EFTs, bonds, you know, stock indexes, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I'm investing in mutual funds. And that's because it's the easiest thing to get started in, and uh, it's it's just probably the best performing type of uh, piece of the stock market you can get. Now, there's a lot of different types that you can invest in. EFTs are very popular right now, uh, but mutual funds are probably the easiest to understand. They're also the ones with the highest expense ratio. So that's something to uh, look into for yourself, and you really shouldn't invest in anything unless you educate yourself on it as well. So make sure that you guys are educating yourselves and not just taking my word for it. So what happened in 2007, not necessarily what caused it, but what happened? Why did everybody seem to lose all their money? Well, the only way for you to lose money in a in a downturn, technically the only way, yes, you know, for instance, you could say that my 9800 that turned into uh, you know, 9000 was an $800 quote-unquote loss but I didn't actually lose anything it's just the value of my stock has dropped the value of my mutual funds has dropped it really has I still own the same amount I didn't lose anything really so 50 years from now if I don't buy another thing I'm gonna still earn money because the value has gone up and the track record of you know, mutual funds over time and stock market in general has always been an upward climb. It's never been a downward climb uh, where it's just been down, down, down. It's always good. It, it might go up every, like we said, three steps forward, one step back. And even 2007, 2008 was one step back. So what happened there was that people were the huge step back happened. So it was kind of more like a three steps forward, three steps back type situation uh, that happened in just 
one year. So, and it's taken just to recover from that 18 month period. We have, it's taken us about, um, I mean, we're, we're just now over the past two, three years climbing above what it is. So that was back in 2007. It's been, uh, almost, it's been eight to 10 years since we've, you know, climbed past that point. We're probably where anybody that hasn't been putting money in still um, has regained their money back if you left it there and never put any more in and never sold any. But what happened is as the market dropped at 20% down, people sold. At 40% down, people sold. At 50% down, people sold. And at 55% down, they were like, I can't lose any more of my money. It's all at stake. And they sold. And in reality, the only time that they lost, quote unquote, lost their money was at the moment that they sold. And instead, if you're prepared for this time, this what I call the winter uh, famine of the of the market, which is going to happen, it's going to happen. There's no if, but it's a when. And that when happens every 9 to 15 years. Well, we're right on the 10 going towards 15 now years. And so we're overdue for a dip in the market. And so what you know, if you sell while this market is going down instead of buying, yes, you're going to lose money. And that's what people meant when they said I lost millions or I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars or I lost half my investment in the 2008 crash, that's because they sold their money. And a lot of it were people who were older that had depended on that money. But if you can learn to just bear the storm and be prepared to weather it with reserves, and which I'm gonna talk about in the next segment, um, it's something that you can survive very easily and come out ahead on. All right, so now you know that a market always there's always going to be a cyclical 9 to 10 year downturn in the market. And you also know there's these mini downturns, what they call market corrections, where it corrects itself. So now that you know this, how do you prepare for these things? How do you get ready for them? Because like I said, me and my wife are ready for it. And uh, we're going to be making sure that we invest in this no matter what. Um, well, the best way to do that is to make sure that you have savings. And you need to, no matter what, be putting 15% of your income, as long as you don't have major debts or lots of bills that are eating away at your paycheck, and you can afford, like you have your money freed up. That's the whole point of Dave Ramsey's whole getting debt-free thing, uh, if anybody's ever heard of him or listened to his stuff, is the reason he teaches that stuff is because he wants you to have your money freed up to be able to have 15%, 10%, of your money going into investments. Um, so I recommend that you get yourself to a point where you can do that. And you also want to be prepared with cash savings. So even if you don't use all 15% by buying things right away, if you should probably also have within your investment vehicle cash that's put aside just for investing during a downturn. So me and my wife aren't exactly there yet. We do have our emergency fund saved. We've got uh, quite a bit of savings for a down payment for a house. And um, we, our next plan is to have $11,000 set aside 
that we can use to max out our four or not our 401k, our Roth IRA in a downturn for an entire year. So we can make sure that we consistently for 12 months during a downturn can put away money, um, which the last one lasted 18 months, which means that we would have been able to put in 2008 money away every single month all the way down to where the market dropped by 50%. And that means that coming back up when it breaks even again, we'll have earned, I think the math is right there, maybe even more, but we'll have earned 50% on our money because the the worth of that, that uh, share that we bought down at the bottom of the market will be worth 50% more than it was at the bottom of the market. So I think that's about right. But basically that's the idea is that instead of selling and losing your money when you sell, because there's no way to get that back if once the market starts recovering, um, there's just no way to get that money back. Um, you've, you've sold it, it went back up, and you have lost your money at that point. But by buying low, you're taking advantage of this dip in the market, and you're getting a really good deal on your stock shares. And then those shares are going to rise in value up and above where they were even before the dip in the market. Because history shows, if you go back and you look at the charts, history shows that the stocks always go up. The stock market has continued to rise, and now it's plenty above where what happened in 2008 and 2007. So let's recap real quick before this session ends and then we'll go into the tech wreck of the day. But don't don't get afraid. Don't have fear. This is not a time of fear. This is a time of planning. Be prepared to invest more if you can into the stock market, but make sure you at least invest regularly while this is dropping and while the stock market is dipping. Uh, as long as it continues to dip, pour money into it and wait out the storm. Whether it any way you can, you need an emergency fund in your bank account that you can live off of for six months to a year in the case of an emergency. If the market crashes, you lose your job and you need to supplement your income. Try to have savings set aside that is specifically for investing during a downturn. And then buy, 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 buy. And then when you come out of it, you're going to be well ahead of where you were before the downturn happened. Well ahead. And you won't have lost money like everybody else. But instead, you'll have had a smart plan. And it'll be a plan. And you'll have won instead of lost. All right, everyone, it is time for today's tech wreck of the day. And I always want to relate my technology recommendations, uh, which is what tech wreck stands for, uh, here to business. So this next one is the Ziyun. Ziyun. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce That's the best way I know how to pronounce it, but I don't know how to uh, spell it. But if you just look up Smooth 2 or Smooth 3, on Amazon, you will see the Zion. Uh, you'll know, you'll see it. You'll recognize that name when you see it. Um, 
Smooth 2 or Smooth 3. These are gimbals, what's called a gimbal, and basically what it does is it stabilizes your phone, your smartphone, while you're recording video. And this is perfect, uh, this is a perfect piece of equipment if you're looking for budget equipment for your business. And this allows you to get really awesome, smooth shots with your smartphone. And today's smartphone cameras are as good, almost as good anyway, as like, they're definitely as good as like a point and shoot camera. And they're almost as good as DSLRs. You can get amazing HD quality video out of your smartphone. So why not use them with a stabilizer? So you're probably thinking, man, how much does that cost? What actually only costs a minimum of $150. That's the minimum, or like, you know, that's the max you might have to pay if you get the Zune, I can't even say that word, um, is Zune Smooth 2 is $150. The 3 is a little bit higher quality with aircraft grade aluminum, and, um, you know, it's just got a longer battery life. It's a a much more sturdier feeling product and that one's $300 so twice as much and you kind of have to do your research and decide on which one you like best if you want to try it out you want to get the budget one go for the smooth 2 it's awesome it still does an incredible job but I recommend these to get some uh, nice easy camera equipment and basically turning your smartphone into a professional video shooting machine so that's what I recommend for today's Tech Rec. So thank you guys for listening. And don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, join our Facebook group, and join me on the Discord server. So if you want to invite to my Discord server, hit me up on Twitter. My Twitter tag is at SBF. That's Sam Bravo Frank Community. So SBF Community. That's my Twitter tag look me up there and also make sure you go to smarterbusinessforce.com and check out the website you can also go to facebook.com slash smarterbusinessforce where i post these anchor casts and a couple things here and there and i share some uh different things that i find on facebook and you can join you should be able to find my facebook group there i believe it's facebook.com slash groups slash smarter the smarter business force is what that is and then um again shoot me a Twitter or tweet on Twitter and I will send you an invite to my discord server and we can become friends on there and then what I'm using that for is not for gaming I'm using that for business so yes if you go and you sign up you're gonna be like hey this is for gamers but no I am using this for business to connect with business people and it's a great tool because it has text voice and video conferencing all built in and which is an awesome platform for business people to use so yeah that's pretty much it thank you guys for listening if you're listening on podcast make sure you leave me a review a nice honest review of what you think of the show and if you're on anchor.fm slash sbf and you have the app then make sure that you hit that favorite button so you don't miss any future content leave a call in for me if you're on anchor i love to hear from you and um let you know let me know what you think of the show and ask any questions that you might have i'd love to answer them so uh, i i've just been enjoying this whole thing we are man i've
16, so Thursday was 16, and today is day 17 of our 30-day anchor challenge. So we're cruising along. I've been enjoying it. Can't wait until the third day's over, see my progress, and I'll see you guys tomorrow in the next episode.